Welcome to Genesis, everybody. Thanks for worshiping with us tonight. Man, there's a very powerful presence of the Lord in here tonight. And I think that happens when we worship in spirit and in truth. Amen? And if you're an authentic worshiper, then you just experience the presence of God. Uh, You're joining us for part two of our series, Fresh. And last week we uh, started talking about fresh, just started talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and that's from Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to dive into to one of those tonight. Um, but let me ask you this, have you ever just had a really bad day? I know that we all have had some bad days. Have you ever like step out of your house and just like, <clears throat> today's going to be a great day, and then you stepped in dog poop? That's happened. Or... Uh, like, you ever just been running late and then you run out to start your car and your battery's dead? Or you ever run out of hot water? Like when you're all soaked up and then just hot water just goes? Or uh, like you ever, you know, thought that you did really well on a test and it turns out you got a D? Or you ever been talking to somebody, uh, maybe like 10 minutes or 15 minutes you're talking to them and then you go and look in a mirror and you have something in your teeth? Or, um, or have you gotten really excited about going somewhere with a friend and then you call them up and you invite them and it turns out they're already going with somebody else? That's a bummer, isn't it? Or uh, you ever get on Instagram and you start looking through pictures and you see what everybody else is doing and you see how cool their lives are and you're just like, I hate these people. Never happened to you? If we are not careful, these types of things can steal our joy. Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Now, when the Bible talks about fruit, it talks about it's, it's a product. It's a result. And so the result of us being in the Spirit or walking in the Spirit, that's a, that bears fruit. And so the results of that are love and joy and peace. In fact, I want to read them to you. Um, <clears throat> does it, but does anybody need some fresh joy? I feel like there's some people here tonight, and I don't know what you've been going through, but I feel like that this is a word in, in season for you that you need some fresh joy. So there's a source of unspeakable joy, and his name is Jesus. And that, he's our source, and that's source with the capital S, okay? Uh, he gave us his spirit, and in Galatians 5, the Spirit spoke through Paul, uh, and he actually wrote a letter to the church of Galatia, chapter 5, and Paul tells us that we need to walk in the Spirit. tells us to walk in the Spirit. If we walk in the Spirit, two things will happen. One is the fruit of the Spirit. Will, will, that'll be a result in our lives. Like we will, uh, the, spirit of, uh, the fruit will be produced in us. But the second thing, that will happen if we walk in the Spirit is we will not gratify the sins of the flesh. If we're walking in the Spirit, then we're not focused on the flesh. We're not worried about the flesh. Um, we might be tempted, but we can overcome that temptation. And we're, we're not going to live a life of sin if we're walking in the Spirit. So if you're dealing with sin, if you're struggling with it, let me tell you, sin does not have to be a problem for you. Jesus did not die on the cross and, and rise from the grave so that sin would be a problem for you, okay? If you walk in the Spirit, He 
will give you the strength and you will not gratify the sins of the flesh. Okay, so let's talk about the sins of the flesh. What are they? They are counterfeit sources. And that's sources with a lowercase s. They're counterfeit sources, and we'll read about them here in Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 19. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. They're obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. That's how you walk in the Spirit. The Spirit of God is moving. And I love that song uh, that we're singing tonight about, you know, the evidence is all around. And the Spirit of the Lord is here. He's doing something. He's doing something. He's on the move. And we have to keep in step with Him and walk with Him. And uh, we're not going to gratify the sins of the flesh. Why is sin not going to be a problem for you? Because if you belong to Christ Jesus, it says you have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And so uh, Jesus doesn't need to die on the cross all over again to help you overcome the sin that you're struggling with. Okay, He's already done that. He only needed to do it once. He did it once and for all. And there's victory over sin. And so he will give us the strength if we walk with him, if we walk in the Spirit. Give us the strength to overcome it. So you have these two forces. They're at war with each other. The Spirit of God and our flesh. And every day, we have to choose between the two. The Spirit offers us this, this life-giving, this authentic, pure, and powerful uh, fruit. Okay, But there are counterfeits. All right? Uh, there are counterfeits, and, and they offer, and they're, the, the counterfeits, they're a lot easier to come by. And so um, they're able to give us just this temporary pleasure. And a lot of times we choose the flesh because it's so easy to come by, because it's always easier to destroy than it is to create. It's always easier to get into trouble than it is to get out of trouble. And we choose these because it's the easy way out a lot of times. And it's just there. It's the, it's, it's, it's just there. It's that, it's that trap that's sitting out, waiting for us to grab it, and then it ensnares us. Okay, And it's there tempting us. But those temporary pleasures, the sins of the flesh, what, what do they end up doing? They just end up leaving us empty. Empty. Now, when the Bible talks about joy, it uses the word that's opposite of empty. When the Bible talks about joy, it uses the word full. I really love this, okay? Um, in, in Psalm 16, verse 11, David says, God, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. John 15, verse 11, Jesus says, my joy will be in you and your joy will be full. Okay? That's the kind of joy that 
that God offers us. That's the joy of the Lord. It's a full joy. It's a complete joy. And when we have the joy of the Lord, we don't need all of that flesh. We don't need all of that sin, all of that garbage. It doesn't leave us satisfied. It only leaves us empty. But the joy of the Lord leaves us full and satisfied. What is the other thing that the joy of the Lord does? It gives us joy now. It gives us joy now. Some people, they think that they'll only be happy when. That's a lie that we sometimes believe. Well, I'll be happy when I finally get out of school. I'll be happy when summer is here. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I get money. I'll be happy when I'm successful. Okay? Um, The joy of the Lord doesn't depend on circumstances such as those. Okay? The joy of the Lord goes beyond all circumstances. It, It transcends it, and the joy of the Lord can come now. So we're all looking for joy. The question is, where? Where are we looking for joy? If you, are you looking for it in circumstances? Are you looking for it is in, in when? Well, I'll be happy when. If that's where you're looking for joy, stop it. Don't look there. It, listen, enjoy the journey. The journey is just as important as the destination. The journey prepares you for the destination, okay? But enjoy it. You guys are all on a journey right now. Enjoy it. Stop and smell the roses. God is doing something in your life now. And don't wait to walk in the Spirit when. When you're done. When you finally have some time and you're going to take God seriously. Don't wait. Do it now. Walk in the Spirit and you'll get joy now. And I know you need joy now. We do. You see this in action in Acts chapter 5. Here's the apostles They've been preaching. They've been healing people. Miracles are happening. Um, People who were lame in their legs and all of a sudden they have life in their legs. They're getting up. Blind people are seeing. Awesome things are happening. But the the religious leaders, they're the ones that arrested Jesus, right? They're the ones that had Jesus crucified. And so they didn't like what the disciples were doing in the early days of the church. This is after Jesus had died and rose again and went to heaven. And so the disciples, they're they're there for the first time without Jesus telling them what to do. And so they start preaching. And all these cool things happen, but the religious leaders don't like it. And so they arrest them. And they realize that they can't punish them. Like they can't lock them up because the uh, the people are seeing what a move of God is taking place. And the people won't allow them to do this. So they, uh, they beat them up. That's what they do to the disciples. And so let's read this in Acts chapter 5. I want you to just see how different these guys were. Acts chapter 5, verse 40. And when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council rejoicing. Rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. Isn't that cool? Like these guys were wild, man. They were different. They were radical. These guys had joy 
in the midst of suffering. In fact, they're high-fiving each other and celebrating because we got to suffer. We got to suffer for the name of Jesus. They're excited about this. This is not something that you and I would probably get excited about, is it? These guys were pumped up about it. This is Romans chapter 12, verse 2, in action. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. These guys had renewed minds, and so they were transformed. Okay? We need to, we need to get a renewed mind. We've got a renewed mind, but it can, be, it can be renewed all the time. Okay? It can be renewed every single day. It can get more and more renewed. And the more we get into the Word of God, the more time we spend walking in the Spirit, then our mind is going to be renewed, and we're going to be transformed. We're going to start to think differently, just like these disciples thought. Okay, so your car probably has indicator lights inside of it. Probably has warning lights. In fact, my car right now, I have a warning light on in my car, and it's been going on for some time. One of my, my, uh, my tire, my front tire keeps losing pressure, but it's got a, like a slow leak, and so I could put some air in it, and it's going to last for maybe like a week and a half, and then it's going to lose air, and the little indicator light is going to come on saying my, my tire pressure is low. But see, if you have a lack of joy in your life, that is an indicator. There's, if, if you don't have any joy in your life right now, there's a light going on, and it's letting you know something. What is it letting you know? It's not letting you know that you just need some joy. It's letting you know that you need some Jesus. Okay? So if you don't have joy like you're supposed to have right now, don't just go and pursue joy. Pursue Jesus. Don't pursue the fruit. Pursue the vine. Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. If we stay connected with him, we're going to bear fruit. But, and I mentioned this last week, but I, I think it bears repeating if we need joy, we don't go and find a self-help book that's, okay, how, how to get more joy. That might help in some cases, but really, Jesus is the answer, okay? And if we walk in his spirit, then the spirit is going to produce the fruit of joy. Okay, so don't pursue joy. Pursue Jesus because it's his spirit that's going to do the work in you. And Oswald Chambers, I don't know if you've ever read any Oswald Chambers, very good writer, very uh, powerful man of God, and there's a lot of great devotions that are written by Oswald Chambers, but this is what he said. My goal is God himself, not joy, nor peace, nor even blessing, but himself, my God. I love that. It's not that we're, not that we're chasing the blessing, but it's the one who blesses us. You know, it's not just chasing the healing Chasing the healer, pursuing him. Because that's where all good and perfect gifts come from. It come from him. Okay? So, what do you need to do to get the joy of the Lord? Okay? We know we've got to seek God. Uh, you've got to walk in the Spirit because the Spirit is going to produce fruit. But there's some, there's some tools that God has given you in his word that are going to help you. Okay? And the first one is something that I've already mentioned, but I want to talk about it one more time. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. So what does that really mean? Well, <clears throat> Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, he says, pray without ceasing. How do you pray without ceasing? How do you pray without stopping? Like, do you pray all the time? How do you carry on a conversation with somebody? 
How do you go through the drive-thru at McDonald's if, you, if you're praying without ceasing? What he's telling us is to stay in an attitude of prayer. Really, to walk in the Spirit. And to stay in tune with what God is doing. Okay? And so this is something that we need to work on. We need to be wondering, what, what is God doing right now? And when you're driving home tonight, what is God doing? God, what are you saying to me? God, what are you speaking to me? You ever just be driving around and you just have a weird feeling like you need to pray? That's God just whispering to you to pray. And if you will listen to those whispers, then he will whisper to you even more. And he will let you know, hey, pray for this person. Pray for your dad. Pray for your cousin. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your friend. Something's going on with him. You need to pray. God will whisper to you, you need to get, you need to get that tire fixed. You need to do that. You need to check that engine light. What is that? You need to check it. And then it goes even deeper. You know, God will just whisper things to you. Why are you insecure? Just trust in me. God will speak to you like that. He'll encourage you. You're my child. Sometimes he just wants to remind us that that we're loved. Walk in the Spirit. Pray without ceasing. And stay there. Stay in that lane and don't leave. You can do it. Even if you've got other things going on, even if you're in a crowd of people, you can stay in the spirit and stay in tune. And it takes practice. All right, number two. These are keys to receiving the joy of the Lord. I like this one. Become a wild worshiper. At first I just put become a worshiper. But then I said something's missing. This is bigger than that. Become a wild worshiper. And I was thinking about David, King David. He was a wild man. Killed giants, lions, bears. He wasn't afraid of anybody. He was a wild worshiper. And one time when he was worshiping before God, he took off all his clothes. Now, I'm not telling you to do this, okay? We have rules. <laughs> that, and some of these rules are important. <clears throat> so, but he, he takes everything off and he dances before the Lord. And people are like, what is this guy doing? His wife even, she mocked him. And she made fun of him. And you know what God said? He struck her barren. No longer would she be able to have any children. You say, that's really, really harsh. Well, don't don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Don't be a critic. Be a wild worshiper. It's okay to get a little energetic. It's okay to get a little wild. And I don't mean that you have to, you know, you don't have to jump around or dance or, or shake or anything like that, but I just think about wild flowers. You know, they grow, they're wild, right? But they grow anywhere. And, and they, they can worship God anywhere, wherever they're at. Be a worshiper who is unashamed, who is bold, and you can worship anywhere. And when it's time to worship, just get into the Spirit. Don't wait for that second or third song, you know. And you don't even have to have a song. Man, you can be just in your closet. You can be in the shower. You can be in your car and just worship with this, with, uh, in spirit and in truth. And wild things will happen. Number three. Number three key to receiving the joy of the Lord, practice thankfulness. Okay? This is all throughout scripture. This is not self-help. This is the gospel. In fact, God tells us to be thankful. To be thankful because 
Um, have you ever noticed how thankful people are the happiest people? Okay? And this is really important. I want you to, I want you to remember this. They're not thankful because they're happy. They're happy because they're thankful. Okay? They're not thankful because they're happy. They're happy because they're thankful. They have this perspective that, wow, man, God has blessed me. Man, no matter what happens, my name is written in his book. I'm saved, man. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. That's a reason to be joyful, right? So practice thankfulness, and yes, it does also take practice. You have to work at it. Sometimes you don't always feel thankful, but speak it, and you, your feelings will catch up. All right, number four, last one, key to receiving the joy of the Lord Pay attention to what you pay attention to. Pay attention to what you pay attention to. What does that mean? It means that we need to really understand the effect that TV, internet, movies, music, conversations, what we watch, what we see, what we hear, they have an effect on us. Um, The conversations that you hear, maybe it's your own words, you know, you can, you can see what you're paying attention to by what you're talking about and what you've been thinking about. Pay attention to what you've been paying attention to because sometimes what you've been thinking about, what you've been seeing, watching, it has an effect on your joy. It robs you of your joy. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Paul says this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. If you're not thinking about things that fit into this category, these categories, we need to change our thinking. We need to pay attention to what we're paying attention to. Also, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, it says, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. You need to, first of all, this is a good word right here, okay? The scripture is always a good word, but be, get around people who are gonna tell you a good word. Get around somebody who's got a fresh word for you. Get around people that are gonna encourage you and be positive and full of faith and lift you up and speak life. There's so many people speaking death. Get around people who speak life and you speak life. Now, um, MC, is she, is she in here? Would you come up to the keys, please, and just play for a little bit? Um, <clears throat> I would really like to pray right now, and um, I do believe that our culture is like anti-joy. You know, the, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and life abundantly. And if we're not tapped into that abundant life and we don't have the joy of the Lord, then the thief stole something and we have to get our joy back. And sometimes you got to go into the enemy's camp and take your stuff back. One of the laws of the Old Testament was that if a, if a thief was caught stealing something, he had to return it in seven times its value. And that's the way that our mentality needs to be towards the enemy, Satan. If he steals something from us, he needs to return it in seven times its value. But 
let's, let's just spend a little time right now. If you could just close your eyes, let's be, let's get into the presence of God right now. Remember that there's fullness of joy in the presence of God. So let's just get into his presence. Lord, thank you for your presence. Thank you for who you are. I believe that you want to do a new thing in somebody's life tonight. And I pray that you would give that person joy. There's somebody who's been depressed. There's somebody who's been really down. Lord, I pray that you would lift them up tonight. I pray that your scripture would pierce their heart tonight, that they would be encouraged, that they would know that you love them, you value them, you know what's going on, you have not turned a blind eye towards them. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you're our source of joy. Isaiah chapter 61. It says that God will give us beauty for ashes and the oil of gladness instead of mourning. And so there's a, there's a time and a season for everything. And maybe you've been in a, to, a season of mourning, but um, God, wants to, God wants you to come out of that season eventually. And there's nothing wrong with mourning if we mourn with hope. And our hope is in Jesus. But I just want you to know tonight, God loves you and he wants you to give, he wants to give you the oil of gladness instead of mourning. He doesn't want you to carry around ashes. He gives you beauty for ashes. Isn't God good? Thank you, Jesus. I want to invite all of you to pray this prayer with me tonight. I'll, I'll lead you, but let these words come from the heart. But let's, let's all pray together. And some, some, somebody may be praying this for the very first time. And so pray it in faith. Become a believer tonight. And let's all pray this with them. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for giving me joy. Where there was hurt, you replace it with love. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. You were nailed to a cross to pay for my sins. And you rose from the grave. And I believe in you. And I love you. And I want to fall more in love with you. And I ask you for your joy. I ask that the depression would go, that you would heal me, give me the oil of gladness, give me beauty for ashes. In Jesus' name, amen.